Learn Persian with Chai and Conversation, Lesson 74. Hello and welcome to the fourth poem in our poetry series. I'm here today with Farid Shafi Nuri. Salam Farid. Salam Leila John. <laughs> um, so today... We are breaking from these, our, our poems have been getting progressively heavier and heavier. And today we thought we'd break from that a little bit and come and to a short and sweet poem. <laughs> very short, very sweet, very easy to memorize. And that is the poem uh, by Khayyam. Omar Khayyam, a 11th century Persian mathematician, astronomer, and poet who was born in the city of Neshabur. That's right. Which is in the northeastern part of Iran. And what is Neshapur also known for besides Omar Khayyam is pottery. Okay, with the little birds on it. With the birds on it, yes. (laughs) I have some of that pottery. And Khayyam wrote a very specific type of poem called the... Rubayat. (laughs) And and we have, as we've done so many different styles now, we've done modern from Sohrab and Furuq to the Masnavi with Rumi, 12th Mm -hmm. century. Here we have a simpler version of poetry called Rubayat, which is basically a uh, four-part quatrain. Quatrain, Mm -hmm. yes. And the quatrain here... Uh, as as you know, there's different styles of poetry. You have the Ghazal, you have the uh, the Rubaiyat, the four quatrant. It is rhythmic. Mm-hmm. It's simple. It has a it has a message, mm-hmm. and you you see Khayyam's poetry expressed through the Rubaiyat. Right, and Khayyam was very, like you said, he was a carpe diem type of person. Live in the moment. Living in the moment. And this poem is one of my absolute favorites. It was one that my grandfather uh, wrote out and had framed for all of us. He loved Mm -hmm. this poem. He um, had me memorize it and we would always recite it together. So it plays a very special place in my heart. Um, For my wedding, actually, I had it written out on all the tables um, as like a theme for for life. I I was I was honored to have met your grandfather. That's right. He he was like a character out of a book when I met him. <laughs> he was dressed in a coat with a hat, and Layla had has been reciting this one poem for me <laughs> for the past twenty years. Right. And and it's a privilege to to actually dive deep into these four lines because even though it's four simple lines, I'm sure Layla and I will be able to talk about it for. The next 30 minutes. Right. And the language of this poem, remember, is a little bit more classical. So there, it's not necessarily how we would talk today, like Furuk Farakhzad's poems or Sohrab Seperi's poems would be. So uh, there is a little bit more to talk about with the language. But mm-hmm. um, without much further ado, let's have Faid read us the poem. Khayyam. Yes, he begins the poem with his own name. By addressing himself. He yeah. addresses himself. Khayyam. اگر زباده مستی خوش باش با ماه رخی اگر نشستی خوش باش چون عاقبت کار جهان نیستی است انگار که نیستی چو هستی خوش باش <laughs> and, and notice how when I there is some intonation that I'm, I'm, I'm putting behind because I'm, I'm making it very conversational because it's yes. a conversation with mm-hmm. himself he's 
and obviously this can be recited in so many different ways, but mm -hmm. let's go back to the first line. Chayal, agar zebaad masti. Khushbash. And let's first say what khushbash means, because obviously that gets repeated a lot. Khush is the word for happy, but I almost hesitate to translate it as happy because it's not quite happy. It's more like glad or in a good, good spot or chill um hush. blissful blissful yeah cheerful yeah. delighted festive gay right. very pleasant Mary. pleasing sweet yeah uh, be glad i like be glad be glad right yeah or or chill out right you know it's almost <laughs> very chill out like yeah. because chayom he's like he's saying hey dude he's talking to himself chayom agar zebaudemasti and what is agar if if yep agar ze of yeah, I got the body. If of the cup, I got the body. Masti. If of the cup you have become intoxicated. If your cup has brought you intoxication. If you are. If you have become drunk. Chayom. I got the body. Masti. Khushbash. Be happy. Okay. Have fun. So if you're drunk off a cup of wine, yeah. be happy. Yeah, like basically don't don't let the nervousness of the world seep into your soul. Chill out, dude. You're you're having a glass of wine. Right. <laughs> and then he goes off to the second line. Which Mahruch is a moon-faced person. Mm -hmm. So in Iranian culture, we've talked about this before, the image of this moon-faced woman, that's the most beautiful archetype, mm -hmm. is, a, is a woman with the face of a moon. So like a round face <laughs> with like joined eyebrows. Right. So if you're sitting and with a moon bunch of cater, faced, <laughs> the craters. Right. <laughs> if you're sitting next to a moon-faced girl, be glad. Khushbash. And when when Persians want to say to one another, God, you you are so beautiful, you are so perfect, we say you are just like the moon. Exactly. Right. You have become so much like the moon. <laughs> and, and probably if you tell a non-Iranian that they look like the moon, they would probably be like, are you calling me fat? Right, yes, but in Persian culture, it's quite it, a compliment. It's a compliment. So here Chayom in the second line, at first he's like, Chayom, if you are if you're having a glass of wine, chill out and enjoy it. In the second line, he's saying, and if you're sitting next to a babe, <laughs> you know, enjoy it. If you're right. sitting next to someone that's beautiful, if you're if you're enjoying your glass of wine with the beautiful moon-faced lover, beloved, and right. and here again, let's talk about the fact that some people will say, well, this is not really about this is not about the moon-faced lover this is about god right right and, or getting drunk off of wine this uh, is about being intoxicated yeah off god. it's about right. like repeating the same mantra 90 times with your eyes closed right. in the corner <laughs> or it's because you're actually drinking some shiraz right you know that's probably 10th century right and i wonder what that would taste now in the, in the 21st century but right Nistias. And mind you, I've been hearing this poem from Layla <laughs> for 20 years. <laughs> yes. So, Aqibat means the conclusion. Kare Jahan is the, the work of the world. Of, mm -hmm. So, the conclusion of the world. Because the conclusion of this world... <laughs> 
is nisti. Nisti is to not be. So, non-existence. Non-existence. So, so in the end, yeah. Because in the end, will cease to be. Will cease to be. This is the fourth line, by the way. Yeah. And I love this <laughs> paradox of the duality of existence and non-existence. Right. And you see that in Sufi poetry. You see it all over the Masnavi. Right. The the is and isn't to yeah. to have to not have to be Nisti to not be and hasti. It's a state of being. Nisti is the state of not being. Hasti is the state of being. Hast. Yeah. Hast, Hast means to be. To be and Hasti. nist. Right. Exactly. Is to not be. So chon agabate kare jahan nisti as because at the end this universe goes to nothing because you're going to die essentially he's saying. Mm-hmm. So the first two lines he's saying chayon. If you're having a drink, enjoy it. If you're sitting next to a babe, enjoy it. Because, you know, you're going to die one day. And since you're going to die one day, just assume you're already dead. But since you're actually not dead, be happy. Chill out. <laughs> that's right. So so that last line, that's what it's saying. It's saying, Ingar kenisti. It's as yeah. if you're already not here. So if you're going through a panic attack, <laughs> and if you're and if you're you know having a really rough time because you you're just like, what do I do? We have President Trump, you know, as our president. <laughs> I would say this is the type of mantra and this is the type of poem that one would read to seize the moment. Exactly. Carpe diem. And a lot of people, you know, go through near-death experiences in order to have this feeling like all of a sudden they go through near-death experience and they realize the difference between alive and dead is just a very thin line yes and so that makes them appreciate life already so this poem is saying without the near-death experience just assume that you're already gone and then realize oh actually i'm still here okay cool being is so much better than not being so i should be glad and i i feel like it's also it's talking about very simple pleasures. He's not saying if you're vacationing in Europe, be glad, you know. He's saying if you're even sitting in the presence of a beautiful person. Yeah. Like these are the things that give life meaning, you know. Yeah. Is getting drunk off of wine, good food, good friends, beautiful, surrounding yourself with beautiful things. Mm-hmm. That's what gives life meaning. And just taking these simple pleasures and be glad that you're around these simple mm-hmm. pleasures. That's all it is. It's That's very all simple it is. and very then, beautiful. Then why 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 are why is everyone stressing out all the time? <laughs> I, I see it all the time. They need more chayam. They need more chayam and uh, they they need more poetry in their lives, Definitely. whether it be Persian poetry or or English poetry or whatnot. And that's what my grandfather always said. These poems are an instruction for living, and so that's why he wrote them out for us in these books. He said, "We don't need to look to anything else. We just." We have these instructions for for living, and this is what we have to follow. These rules we have to follow, and I thought that this poem is a beautiful one. It is, and and it's I've I've known it through Layla for some time. <laughs> I, I I say it very lovingly because Layla and I actually something that's interesting about Carpe Diem and Chayom is we've been having poetry sit downs together for roughly two decades mm-hmm. now which is not a small amount of time makes me feel my my 30s <laughs> <laughs> but uh Chayom is one of those uh poets that uh it has is not only very celebrated amongst Iranians but also 
uh, it, it was um, translated by Fitzgerald. Right, that's right, um, Edward Fitzgerald. Edward Fitzgerald, way, way... Um, right. And I, I almost want to say the the 17th or 18th century, uh, I believe he, he translated it. We'll have to look and, that and up. We've got to look that up. But but the whole point is, I, I know that he... That Chayyam was imported by the West as as carpe diem, mm-hmm. and and I think it was it was easily digestible because uh, because of its simplicity and its quatrains, uh, and because of the fact that its its message was not going to really shy anyone away or or to to cause you know any sort of uh, controversy because right. who can really you know, go up against such a simple statement as like... Right. But, you know, these simple statements, like I remember the Dalai Lama came and talked when we were in school. Did you go to that? I did. (laughs) Okay. And I remember at the time I was just thinking, this is all things that I... He said such simple things like love is important and this, that. And afterwards I felt so underwhelmed. But here, years later, those words that he said have just stayed with me and really infiltrated my being and very simple things like this, like, just be glad. What mm-hmm. are you doing worrying? Be mm-hmm. glad. Mm-hmm. You know, and I feel like it's these very simple mantras that give life meaning, even though when you read it, it sounds very simple. Right. And, and I love you brought Dalai Lama because, you know, Buddhism actually has become uh, a way of living for me, too. Uh-huh. I, I, I I have been going to a, a Buddhist uh, uh, monastery in, in New Mexico, as mm-hmm. you're aware of, with my, my right. dear teacher and and Hosan, and for her, she's she's a Buddhist of the Japanese sect, and mm-hmm. really beautiful um, uh, meditation sessions I've had with her, where right. where we do shoot off into the ether. And when I speak to her, she speaks to me as if it's chaya, uh-huh. constant reminder that there is nothing but gratitude and and beauty and celebration of the moment. Well, well, I think that was a short, sweet, beautiful poem. We're trying to (laughs) extend it as much as possible. (laughs) And this is one that I really hope that the listeners will send in. This, like I said, is near and dear to my heart. Everyone should memorize this. And whenever you're feeling down, you should repeat it to yourself. And please have a glass of wine with a moon-faced friend (laughs) sitting right next to you. Yep. Curate the same scene that Chaim was at. Definitely. And, you know, have a conversation with yourself. And actually, not only take video and send send us this, but do it for yourself. I love that. I love do it that. for yourself first. Like, <laughs> recite these things for yourself. Because this is a voice from the 12th century coming back to us to tell us to chill out. Right. That's not a bad... And Chaim lived till he was 82 years old, but eventually he is gone. And you're right you know, writing endures throughout centuries. And That's we... why he lived up to his 80s. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Well, thank you, Fahid, for coming thank with you. us again. Of and course. listeners, please go on our website. We have a brand new poetry page that we're very excited about. You can read about the different poems that we're, or the poets that we've been discussing. You can go through the poems and we'll have, you know, we'll fill it out with the um, translations of poems that Fahid's been doing and, and a lot more goodies on there. Awesome. So see you guys next time. Thank you, Fahid, for being with us. Thank you. Bye.